now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. I went to a doctor this morning and he was running late and when I finally got brought in, he said, apologize for running late. I had to stop at my other office and get my laptop and uh, I had to spend a little extra time with the guy ahead of you. And I'm not going to pry, so I said, okay, that's fine, no problem. And he wanted to tell me how this guy had a, a unique situation and long story short, the guy had scar tissue in his esophagus and he got a piece of roast beef stuck in his throat. And so I'm texting these two, and they're just dying laughing. And Amy's asking me all these questions like, hey, how did that happen? How did this? How did that? Amy, I got to tell you now, I don't know how this happens, but imagine getting a piece of roast beef stuck in your throat. I have to admit, I need it's a rare situation. <laughs> like, was it, was it like lunch meat roast beef? Was it like a, a like a, a thick cut of roast beef, and he's like slicing it with a knife and eating it with a fork? Like, as I the, need to know. As the doctor said, he would have a beef with the deli who sliced it for him. So I'm I'm going with it was lunch meat. I'd be peppering mm. him with all kinds of questions. How does lunch meat live in your esophagus for that long? Well, that's what I want. So today is Thursday that we're recording. I got the sense that he had this emergency call to come in, remove the lunch meat on Monday. So. I don't know how long it was in there before he got the call. But oh my apparently... gosh, he's been hanging out all weekend <laughs> in his esophagus? Yeah. I... My goodness. Now, I'd start charging it like, rent. Like, <laughs> I don't know um, anatomy of the throatal region, but It basically like... goes down between the mouth to the stomach. Done. It's a, it's a tube. As the doctor said, at some times in his career, he has felt like a glorified plumber. <laughs> Like, if it's stuck in your esophagus, like, would that make you cough, or does it go past the, past, like, your tracheal section? I would think it is the proverbial lump in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, Jeez. I mean, that, I, that is a pun, but I also think, like, seriously, I think it would feel like there's a lump in your throat, and you can't clear it, and I felt really bad for the guy, because I was kind of like... Getting feisty, I showed up half an hour early for my appointment, still got brought in late, and I'm like, you know what? I'm here for a routine checkup. This guy had meat stuck in his throat. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, all in all, I, I had the better situation, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but at some point, I'm starting to go like, all right, it's still stuck there. What can I eat to force this damn thing down? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bread. Oh, Yeah. And uh, mayo and, and Swiss. Maybe you should have gone to the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if uh, he's feeling a little horse mm. sauce. Mm. <laughs> Nonetheless, that was my morning today. Um, what was he wearing? Was he wearing a beefy tee? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this uh, entire conversation is like one big HIPAA violation. <laughs> yeah, I was no. thinking, well, that, that, that was part of why I didn't not pry, doctor, right? Nor does he play one on the podcast. I don't, but, you know, that, that's why I didn't want to pry. And, I mean, I, I guess, you know, the doc never told me the guy's name or where he's from or any other personal information. He just wanted to point out to me that, uh, you know, not all his appointments are routine checkups. He has some weird stuff at times. Well, that, that could be a Doctor Strange story. Oh, and weird stuff that sounds just like us that is certainly a tales to astonish but um you know who else is astonishing our listeners who continue to return episode after episode hi i'm paul despite welcome, our best efforts right? they continue to return <laughs> welcome to butter and bacon we discuss the good stuff of disney and of doctors um, getting stuff out of your throat. Um, hopefully this doesn't stick in your craw. Uh, with us, as always, is Amy. Say hi, Amy. Hello, everyone. It, it's a beautiful sunny day today. There, there's a strong breeze. The birds are clinging to my bird feeders with all their might as you they found enjoy. It. A, a, yes. Oh my gosh. There's a story of a lovely lady. 
Who was yeah, hanging up three fairly bird hungry birds? <laughs> <laughs> this is a st- this is a story. Would you like to hear it now? I think we save that to next week's show. <sighs> to be continued. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> you, you, you can fly it by us if you want. Nice. <laughs> but before no, that, I, I guess I'll save it until next week. I, you're I feathering wanna, your cap I, to tell that story. Mm. The other birds of a feather is over there. It's Deed. Say hi, Deed. Hi, Paulie. I was thinking, you know, some of our May episodes have been a little light on content. This one should be pretty meaty. Nice. What are we even going to talk about today? We are are going to talk about... It's a great question, Amy. I think what we should talk about today is we have spent time in past episodes talking about how the parks transform for Christmas, how they transform in the fall and spring... But I want to talk about one of Polly's favorite topics, which is summerfication. Yes! So, summerfication, if anyone follows Polly on Twitter, and if you're not, you should be, that's at YoPollyNJ, <laughs> is a uh, hashtag that Polly uses every year for the, I guess, unshoveling of the snow of New Jersey. Oh, man. <laughs> when he can finally sunset winter, finally move into the spring preparations, which sadly in the Northeast... We probably start preparing for the summer in late April, early May. Uh, yeah, and Polly it, it gets, beautifies the home. Is that a fair? It gets assessment? compressed. Uh, yeah. yeah, summer vacation usually is. It's exactly like Dean said. It's it's putting the mulch back where it needs to go. It's uh, it's getting the pool in the backyard ready, and then a whole flurry of activity. Um, trying to get a lot of stuff done before the the pollen falls, and then there's even more stuff that happens after the pollen is done falling. So, uh, yeah, that's that's summerfication in a nutshell. And much like recording a podcast has its challenges, like folks singing in the background, summerfication has its challenges, like additional snowfall and frost overnight. I was just kidding with you, Amy. You can keep singing. I like it. <laughs> he said flurry of motion as I was singing as Olaf. I just want everyone to acknowledge the fact that Polly had a good pun. I tied it in. He does what he you does sure because he does it. <laughs> you sure did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think uh, I think Disney Parks has some challenges with their summerfication, and that's probably best noted if people have been following along that Toy Story Midway Mania has has or is shortly going down uh, to be closed until the actual launch of Toy Story Land. And that is part of Disney's loosely tied, announced, incredible summer at Walt Disney World. And so that which is makes the, no sense! <laughs> which makes no sense, right? So then you're going to find that of the... let's. Well, I guess we'll talk about all four theme parks plus downtown. Of the five loosely tied ways they're trying to pull in to their title of Incredible Summer... Not that many of them have anything to do with the Incredibles. Um, but nonetheless, they are trying to do some summer theming. So I thought it would be fun to talk about ways that we notice Disney parks get in the mood for the summer experience. And then also just this formality of the, uh, I guess we'll call it the Incredible Summer. That's their title. So the formality of the Incredibles announcement. But just in general, you know, I think we've all experienced Disney in the summer and just ways that Disney parks transform for summertime. And I think the most notable thing that stands out to me, and it really stands out after coming off a Universal trip, Disney park hours are a lot longer in the summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can act, I mean, everyone got all jazzed, and I guess they're not doing this anymore, the 24-hour day. Uh, people yeah. got all jazzed about the idea of being in a theme park for 24 hours. There are times in the summer that you can get into a park as early as 7 a.m., and Magic Kingdom will stay open until 3. So there were opportunities in, pa- in the past, at least, for 20-hour theme park days anyway. So 24 wasn't that much more of a stretch, uh, but it's just the whole sort of a completeness of a full day. So that's the first thing that really jumps out to me is in the summertime when you're at a Disney theme park vacation, uh, those park hours are very extended. And I think a lot of it has to do with crowd management. I think it has to do with uh, expanding the day just because the daytime hours are so long. And also, I mean, the temperatures overnight in the in Florida are can be very warm, if not, you know, certainly manageable. So what else? Uh, what else sort of jumps to you, either generically or something specific that's 
you notice that's different at Disney theme parks in, in Florida in the summer versus the rest of the year? We'll go to Amy first. Um, I've never been during the summer. Really? I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, I've never been during the summer. Wow. Um, Any reason why? I'm trying. I mean, I would say, I mean, this is just going to be my guess, but like, do the water parks do anything special for the summer? They're both open. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah. a good point. They they take turns going down for refurb over the late fall through early to mid spring, and mm -hmm. so that's a good point. There and there are hours are also longer, but yeah, they are both open, which is a uh, a nice peak. And we'll see that Disney did try to tie in a little bit of a uh, again. I, I'll just keep calling it Incredible Summer. I'm, I'm like pausing to use that every time because it makes no sense for the water park announcement, but they are doing yeah. a special event at the water park for the summer. I but I think last year, didn't they do something with Olaf at the water parks? Didn't they do something at Winter Summerland? Yeah, they had something going on with him. Not Winter Summerland. That's the mini golf. Yeah, mini golf. Yeah, that's mini golf. But it's right outside Blizzard of Blizzard Beach. Beach. Yeah, Blizzard it's Beach. Right outside <laughs> I, I, knew what you, I knew what you meant. Yeah, they did something I'm with him. I'm such a water park aficionado over here. <laughs> I know everything what I'm talking about. Amy, we know you, you have people to swim for you. You don't need to do your own swimming. <laughs> you, go enjoy the pool for me. Thanks. <laughs> I was just thinking about those those donuts at Typhoon Lagoon. The mini donuts alone are so good. That is that, a reason alone like to go to a water park. Those I'll are just... the good stuff, but they are available year-round when the park's open. <laughs> just and the like, last thing sit you there and downing those. I gotta tell you, the last thing you want to eat when it's 95 degrees and 98% humidity is a hot donut. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, they're so good. I mean, I can't imagine that any of those would get stuck in my throat. Like, I, I think I could force them down. We're back to that. Uh, if they make Italian-style <laughs> mini donuts, you got to worry about the Italian-style, that extra spice on the outside. A little bit. <laughs> so, Amy, is it just avoidance of the heat, your, your lack of a summer trip, or just never working the schedule? Yeah, it's avoidance of the heat mostly, and... Uh, the fact that with our like the way that um my parents own their own business um while i was growing up and and you know all through my school years and it was a situation where also with my school they were um permitted to take me out of school during the off season and that's when it was better for us to go with um their business schedule and also like i can make up the work with school so we would go when it was cooler and when there were less crowds and it was also cheaper. Well planned. So that's yeah. why we didn't go during the summer. But most people, that's when they do go is during the summer or during like spring break. Christmas yeah, right. break. Yeah, they go around the school schedule. Yeah, school schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially like schools are more uh, cracked down on it now. Oh, man. As far as you know, yep. taking kids out. Yeah, I grew up in a different time. It was, it was a different day. It's a new dawn. It's a it's new a day. New dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. It's a new life for me. How you feeling, Amy? I'm feeling pretty good. There you go. Yeah. Paul, any uh, general comments on how things change in the summer? Um, well, you hit on the big one uh, with the hours getting longer. Um, also, daylight lasts a ton longer. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I mean, the, the Central Florida is not in the tropics, but it feels like the sun is out for about 16 hours, 17 hours. Um, so, you know, I bet the I would biggest benefit up. for that is Animal Kingdom for the Kilimanjaro yeah. Safari. Yep. You could go on that for so many more hours and see so many more animals during the summer, I bet. Yeah, but the animals are a lot less active um, because it is hotter. And while they do have like the lions, the rocks actually cool them. Uh, you'll you'll see them lying around. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Boy, it's just punny today. Um, yeah, so so I mean, there's a lot more daylight. So I think you feel like you should be doing a lot more because it rolls around eight thirty and the sun is still out. <laughs> you know, it's it's like oh man, it's still early. No, it's it's actually um, it's it's getting late. 
Um, conversely, um, all the fireworks are no earlier than 9 o'clock. Right. I was just going to comment that because of those longer hours here, your 6 o'clock castle lighting that you see at Christmas time or the yeah. se- 7 o'clock fantastic 8 o'clock fireworks schedule, that doesn't exist in the summertime. Yep, and they will sometimes do for really busy periods, um, at, well, at least they used to, I'm not sure if they do anymore, run two Phantasmics. I was um, just looking at that for our trip coming yeah. up in the summer. They have a 9 and a 10.30. Okay, so they do have that, but but you're looking at two, again, 9 and 10.30. That 10.30 one, if you can stay up that late, is going to be a way better bet to get a good seat. Yeah. Um, if you're not doing one of the dining package seating areas. Um, that that definitely is going to be a lot more sparsely populated because even though the park might be open later, uh, it doesn't mean that. Well, I have seen parents with young children there at one uh, thirty in the morning. Wouldn't recommend it. No, <laughs> I guess your mileage may vary. You know your children best, but yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, now, what I can tell you, if you have stroller age children. And they are comfortable sleeping in the stroller. That is an excellent time to do rider swap. That's an excellent time to just park them. Oh, and leave them? Just park them. You know, just just go to somewhere where there's a bunch of stro- you know, stroller parking over by uh, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Wow. Be in the, sh- be in the shade. Wow. Be in the shade. And, and, just, and just go. In the shade. shade. We're talking about, the we're talking about midnight. Yeah, but I—I I mean, like even even during the day, you know, they gotta get a nap. There's, there's cast members watching the strollers, right, Amy? I mean, there's <laughs> cast members there. That's I mean, free babysitting. Yeah. Happen to you. Just, yeah. Don't put them to sleep between the hours of one thirty and four, <laughs> because you might come out and there is a downpour. That's the other big thing in the summer. You talk about summerification. Uh, the Florida rain shower that occurs at some point in the afternoon every afternoon mm. so you'll mm. come out of what used to be a nice long trip on i'm going to use universe of energy r.i.p 45 minutes you come out your stroller is soaking wet <laughs> oh a good example would be carousel of progress honestly that's a good one yeah because yep. the, car- the the stroller parking for that is just out in the out in the open just right yep. there at the bottom of the ramp <laughs> where you come yep. out at the end yeah, the other one would be Hall of Presidents. By by the way, we do not and we do not endorse um, putting a kid in a stroller and and just leaving them. No, that's not something that we uh, endorse or we recognize. don't endorse that. That that we, or recognize as an option. But uh, <laughs> another was, place. It was a joke. Another place that would it, be. Ever, um, it was a joke. Everybody. Yes, we know. It, we we got it. it. Don't do it, especially if you. But if you are going to do it. <laughs> No, you're not Make going sure to do you... it, Amy. That's the point. This has yeah, been the e-ticket report. <laughs> but if you do it, don't do it at the land. Because that's definitely <laughs> out of the sweltering sun. <laughs> and they will move your stroller. Oh, yeah. Away. Well, that's like, the big thing. They just move the strollers. Oh, yeah. yeah. They move the strollers around. And, Mickey's like, Phil you... Magic. <laughs> I mean, you, you drop them at the land, and you know, you, you come back on your. Where's my kid? You know, they can be down there at Imagination. Well, they move them they in that can... stroller parking halfway down that you're almost at uh, the seas. Yeah. You know what? You're almost at the seas. You're, you know what? You're almost to where we have to catch the bus when we stay at Old Key West. They always stick us at like bus stop number one or whatever. It is way down there where the charter buses are. Man, that's where you almost are when you're going to get your stroller from being at, at Soren. So. so while you still have your children with you, because you're not leaving them in the stroller. No, you're not. <laughs> I want to dive but in. But if you do. <laughs> but if you do, uh, this has been the e-ticket report. Sponsored by Amy Beth Combs. But uh, I want to dive into some of these details of this incredible summer. So they have what they're identifying as special events and, and character meets and updates to the park taking place at all four theme parks as well as disney springs and at the water park and since we started talking water park let's dive into that one first because this is one of the more dive in dive in you gotta let the puns just go amy it's okay (laughs) you're so you're so good you're so good i i can't just let i can't let it go have you ever met amy right (laughs) 
Okay, I gotta get better at not getting thrown off by her reaction. I will work on that. I'm, I'm your new co-host. You, wait, you I, got co-host status? They, they downgraded you from the talent to just co-host? Right. I mean, that's what it said on my contract. Wow, who reissued that contract? You got host. I don't know. By the way, I got we, it. Have to, we have to check Nick's uh, contract. Yeah, I mean, I got, got a really, I got a really good pay raise though. Oh, wow. nice! Wow. Do we triple? Who approved that? I was willing to triple your pay when we had the discussion, so that was my offer. Well, that's what I signed. Okay, perfect, good. All right, I'm glad they yeah. took, glad the, the legal uh, took my recommendation to, to keep you locked up, triple your pay. Mm -hmm. We don't want you drifting free, off another show. Free agency will not be a concern for you this summer, sir. All right, we bought out the arbitration years. Good job. <laughs> All right, well, with that extra money, Amy, you could go to the water park, not during the daytime, but at night. Yes. They are having the Disney H2O Glow Nights. They're going to have 16 party nights, the ultimate glow party at Typhoon Lagoon, starting June 21st to August 11th. And at this party, you're going to be able to have, uh, it says, make waves with Rex, the dinosaur of ceremonies, and his Toy Story pals during their biggest glow party yet. So you're going to get to see the water parks at night, experience some of the attractions, meet some of the Toy Story characters. Guess how much this party costs? $69.95. Pretty close. A little cheaper, believe it or not. 55 bucks oh. a person. And hey. I will, I will Whoa, that I, sounds cheap. I will caveat that as saying the sign says starting at $55 per person. Ah. <laughs> I don't have a full list of pricing here, but... This um, sounds like a party source Rex party, and absolutely. I am in approval of this 100% if it's party source Rex. I kind of like this one. I, I think this is pretty neat. I think it's a good way to take advantage of the water parks. It's, it's not very long. You can start arriving at 7, and it runs from 8 to 11 as the official party. So call it four hours of the water park, and again, starting at $55, you need your swim attire, of course. And you get to meet... I'm just reading the rules here. And you get to meet some Toy Story characters and do some fun activities. To me, this is in lieu of like the water park add-on to your ticket. If you know you just wanted to go once, just experience the water park yeah. for a few hours. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a nice mm -hmm. way to do it. So I, like I love one. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this one. I like this one. I don't, and when I say in on it, I'm not sure we're actually going to do this when we're down there. I'll have to check the, uh, the dates and what's available when we're there. But... You have to do it, Dean! Wow. All right. I guess I'm doing this one when we're down there. <laughs> it sounds so cool. You have to go and you have to take pictures. All right. I'll, uh, I will talk to the... Amy is all aboard. I will talk to the master of ceremonies of my party and see if he can stay awake from 7 to 11 at a water park. If it is a party source Rex party, oh my gosh. It sounds so fun. Yeah, I like this. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the way they're branding Disney Springs for the Incredible Summer Party is to say that you can go watch Incredibles 2 at the movie theater. <laughs> I, 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 what? I, I'm sorry, I pushed as much excitement as I could into that one. <laughs> oh. Hold yourself back. <laughs> um, certainly, I definitely want to see that movie. There's no question. If I was there on a three-week holiday, then I might take the time out to go see a movie at night. Um, but I think that was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, somebody's gonna pull. Nice. Got pull. Yeah, a little bit of a stretch. That's a uh, thank you, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Helen Parr. The hits just keep on coming. Wow. Um, well, uh, that's on par for the rest of the puns on the show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get the bad one out of the way after what I thought was a really good one. Um, alright, I'll let you guys pick. What do you want to talk about? Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or Animal Kingdom, or Hollywood Studios? Pick a theme park. Animal Kingdom. Alright. Yeah, I want to hear how the heck they're going to weave this yeah. in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, bring I'm... it on! Okay, so, again, I, I grimaced, as I mentioned, Incredible Summer in the beginning, because I actually like some of the stuff they're doing here at Animal Kingdom for the summer. And we we're talking about those park hours. I'm peeking right now. Today, May 10th, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. with extra magic Ooh. hours. Extra magic hours starting at 8. So you got a 14-hour day at Animal Kingdom today. Ooh, um, 
Well, not the way that I tour, but it's it's good to have that option because <laughs> we always do two parks in a day. Yeah. So it's great to have Animal Kingdom that option at night, particularly um, when we went in August. I didn't get an opportunity to see Pandora at night. Um, that extra hour that 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 would that would make me you know hey you know what let's brave this throng of people heading into heading into Pandora and check this out. Yeah. So the stuff going on here is pretty cool, um, but it's not really Incredibles at all. So the first thing is there's a new bird show, Replace Flights of Wonder. The Up, a great bird adventure, which launched on Earth Day. So it's just you know, not quite a month old already. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about the show or have any initial reviews people have shared. But, um, you know, again, it's not a new attraction, but it's a redone attraction and rebranded. And, you know, I'll probably check it out. Actually... The only attraction in Animal Kingdom I had never seen was Flights of Wonder. <laughs> so I guess I'm not seeing that, so maybe I'll see this. No, that's, those days are gone. Yep, never going to catch up to that one. Maybe I'll watch it on YouTube someday. But uh, this is a 25-minute show featuring Russell, Doug, and some of their fine-feathered friends. And I think the theme of it is birdwatching. <laughs> nothing? I got nothing. <laughs> I thought with Amy and her five bird feeders and the, the story we can't wait to hear... We're Man, I made until a next week, I made a and I got nothing. You did, but that's it's the name of the bird, and it's the name of the bird. And, uh, <laughs> nobody got my, nobody got my my pun. That's okay. But yeah, bird watching has become a passion <laughs> of mine. I would definitely go see this. Well, and this is. Uh right up your alley all right well i couldn't get you guys jazzed about the bird thing so let's jump on to another non-incredibles related event and that's donald's dino bash which is opening may 25th and this says join donald duck and friends for a rip roaring good time that's over 200 million years in the making this sounds like a square dance (laughs) Uh, in little, dinosaur lands or whatever. Yeah, a little more detail. So it'll be in Dino Land, USA, teeming with colorful new decor and festively dressed characters. Now, it was recently found out that his ancestors were actually dinosaurs. And to mark this unexpected discovery, he's transformed this land into a celebration for the ages. I will that's say funny. My, my one what excitement What the heck? Here, <laughs> if you're a character person, my one excitement here is Launchpad's going to be part of this. And although the listing here says Donald, Daisy, Goofo, Goofy, Pluto, Launchpad, and maybe Chippendale, um, the photo shows Launchpad, Donald, and Scrooge McDuck. Okay, they better be bring out. Kingdom? They need to bring out Darkwing, and they also need to bring out um, Ludwig von Drake, and they also need to bring out Huey, Dewey, and Louie. That would be fantastic. It, it That's would bizarre. be and a couple of Beagle Boys. Oh, the Beagle Boys. Oh, that would be so awesome. They need to they need to really capitalize on the fact that DuckTales is a thing again. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be all for that. Um, so the, the tie-in here is weird, although the prehistoric connection of ancestry being dinosaurs for ducks, I guess, is there. Hey, why is it Donald? Like, why does he think he's Do a, they have a more evolved duck? from a dinosaur? They don't have a more famous duck than Donald. He but used why to have, is it? He used to have a Restaurantosaurus. Yeah, I don't know why, why Donald. That out. Like this is so random. So I will check park hours on this one when I'm down there. This is definitely something I will wing by if. Uh, <laughs> this sounds awesome. If, wing by. <laughs> <if> time permits. <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. It, you think it sounds awesome? I don't know. This isn't a destination for me. This isn't like oh, it's. You know, they're doing this at 8 o'clock at night. Let's make sure we're at Animal Kingdom at 8. But this is like if we're still at the park that time, I'll pop This up. isn't an extra ticketed thing, is it? It's, no, it's no, with your admission? With your admission, yeah. It's just a dance park. Oh, heck yeah. I would go and see right. DinosaurAncestry.com Donald. I'm sure. <laughs> I would go see 23andMe Donald who thinks he's, you know, a dinosaur. Heck yeah. That's funny. DNA um, duck. DNA duck. <laughs> They need to bring Gizmo Duck. Oh, remember Gizmo Duck? Listen, oh, they they need to they he need was the to. Robot, uh... right? Oh my gosh! 
Oh, now who was the one that was like the inventor? You know the one who was like the one that um could fix stuff. Oh. You got on Ducktales? Yeah, he. Like a picture. He might have. He might have been like a chicken or something. He was a bird, definitely, but he wasn't a duck. I wonder if it was like. Wasn't there like Gyro Gearloose or something? Yeah, yeah. I just I just googled real quick. His name was Gyro. Yeah, you're right. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. Good. That was good. Gyro Gearloose. I, I would love that. That'd be cool. Man, yeah. how did I remember Gyro Gearloose? Your brain works much better than mine. Did they live in Saint Canard? I thought they lived in Duckburg. Was Saint was Saint was Canard? Was that the place with Tailspin? Oh, maybe. Don't make me Google. Who? <laughs> I don't want to Google anymore. No, me either. Okay, so what's next? What 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 else is in Animal Kingdom, Dean? I think that maxes out our Animal Kingdom stuff, and you have me kind of more excited now to maybe go check that stuff out. So. Thank you. Sounds for your, awesome. Yeah, your, your, your perspective on that got me a little more interested. So I think we'll definitely check that out. I, I think that, you should waddle on over there. I, I like that idea. Now, one that they are introducing at Epcot that I'm not so jazzed about is this little summer concert thing they're doing. Uh. Star-Lord, Gamora, and an alien band will be at Epcot June 9th to August 19th for... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live. Uh, Some people are really into that movie. You know, I find that people who really are into the sort of the core Marvel stuff, like I'm much more on the Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man side. I didn't get as excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I found other people like really loved it, thought the movie was funny, and like the music and all that. They'll be the folks that are really excited about this. So, Paulie will be there if he was going this summer. He would be, like, lighter in his hand, singing along with the ballads, concert shirt on. But, eh. Like most of the music in Epcot, if we're eating there for some reason, we might stop down and sit and watch a little bit. Otherwise, we're going to walk by, take a look at who's on the stage, and keep going. Uh, but I think this is their forcing uh, of Guardians into the Epcot culture. So it's probably step one. You know, as I as I've said previously, and I'm not sure if it made the show, but uh, uh, the um, the Liberty Inn is like the Sugar Ray of Epcot. Actually, actually, <laughs> the the entirety of the American Adventure right now is kind of like the Sugar Ray of, of Epcot. I would say. So uh, I, I tell you what. Nothing says the the proud history of our nation, the founding of our nation, the founding fathers, uh, the colonies. Uh, nothing says pride in your country uh, like a, 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 a Guardians of the Galaxy dance party. <laughs> uh, nothing nothing says patriotism with a, a waving American flag. And um, uh, we, nothing, uh, nothing I mean, says golden dreams. <laughs> nothing says uh, flying high, flying high, like a Guardians of the Galaxy dance now, party, at I, America I Garden to, Theater. I guess that that is where this is going. I believe I don't see that noted here. Oh, that's absolutely where it's, it's going. It's sir. absolutely where <laughs> it's going because there is no other stage that they're going to go sing on. Um, uh, this American Garden, and there is nothing like um, um, re- replacing. The, what was the what was the name that they gave to the the Voices of Liberty when they sang out there and they had like their modern outfits on? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that yeah. last summer and I can't remember now. And that's what nothing that's our, says our Fourth of July plan is always to go to Epcot, pop in there. My son likes to get chicken nuggets at that restaurant, so we go into Liberty Inn. Then we go out and we watch Voices of Liberty sing on stage. We usually time it with one of their shows because mm. that's one of the few times a year they get out on stage and sing instead of just being in the rotunda. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that doesn't get replaced with this on the 4th of July. I hope they still do their 4th of July festivities there. Um, but again, there are people who love this movie, who want to see this music, who will appreciate it, and kudos for them. Because if you thought that hearing a thumping bass line inside of Carousel of Progress was bad... <laughs> Wait until you're seated in the rotunda listening to the beautiful strains of, of the Voices of Liberty 
and you hear, you know, from the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah. Hooked on a feeling. Just wait until you start hearing all of the Guardians of the Galaxy music while you're trying to listen to the Voices of Liberty in the rotunda. Just wait for the Disney Twitter meltdowns the first day this happens. It's gonna happen, Dean. Oh, it's totally gonna happen. There's no question. Totally gonna happen. Well, what else is happening is happening at the studios, and this, again, has nothing to do with The Incredibles, except they're both Pixar, is Toy Story Land finally opening. And Yay! they will be doing it on time on June 30th. Hey, now, that's great! That's not that far away. It is not that far away, and it is a mere three days before I show up in Central Florida, so I will <gasps> see fresh and clean Toy Story Land, unless they can ruin it in three days. So... <laughs> Let's not be too pessimistic, but... You know? <laughs> you so, know. As far as I know, and I have not investigated this probably as thoroughly as I should, um, but I know Slinky Dog Dash Coaster's coming, the Alien Swirling Saucers is coming, and Woody's Lunchbox is coming. I don't know much else about what's going to be in Toy Story Land other than those two, two rides and one quick-serve restaurant. I bet because it's so newly open that they're going to have some little plussing done just for the initial opening days. That's what I think. What if there was a Sid meet and greet? Would you go meet Sid if he was a meet and greet? Absolutely not. What if it was old Sid, like, driving the garbage truck Sid? I mean... I mean, young young Sid was scary looking Sid. I feel like... No? You know what? I feel like... What if Sid was a face character? Oh, God. That would be scary. What if it was just a person? Like... Oh, no. Like... That would be so Oh, funny. my gosh. That would be so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, uh, the therapy needed after the Sid meet and greet. Oh, my gosh. The Sid meet and greet. No. All right, so the you know I think we've talked to be in the past, and people have heard enough about the two attractions. Woody's lunchbox. They're saying Andy's taken his lunchbox and turned it into a backyard walk-up window serving tasty eats and treats only at Toy Story Land. And right now they're saying lasso your hunger with a meal from Woody's bo- lunchbox. Opening soon for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I have not seen menus yet. Have you seen anything? I haven't seen anything, but I wonder if they're going to have, like, a little special takeaway box. That'd be cool. Because I used to love those. Like, when I was little, they used to have little takeaway boxes that they would put the meals in at Disney World sometimes. You know, because they're doing so many popcorn buckets and things. That would be kind of neat if they had a little takeaway box. When they did the pop-up restaurants that were around Gertie there in in the Lagoon, the water there at uh, Studios... Mm -hmm. Most of those, uh, if you had uh, like one of the kids' meals, had a little pop-up box, and so that was kind of so the, fun. The, the two that we went to, at least I can say, I don't know if every single one of them did, but they did have those little pop-up boxes. I think it makes it a little something for the kids. I, I noticed with my son, even he's going on eight, but still, food on his plate—it's like okay, I have to eat. But if there's any element of fun to it, he can actually get excited about his meal. He's much oh, more yeah. likely to eat more of it. So hopefully, they yeah. do something like that. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to introduce something like that. I think Toy Story Land is going to be more than we think it's going to be. I just have a good feeling about Toy Story Land. I'm really excited for Toy Story Land. And, you know, again, I think we mentioned before, Toy Story Midway Mania closed right now. They, they obviously got to do some level of integration to bring that whole land together. Uh, and I think when you think about what we used to have on Pixar Place and where this can be a whole bigger footprint of that area, I think the whole thing is going to go together pretty well and be kind of awesome. So I'm with you. I'm excited about that. So exciting. It's been a while since we've had a new area open up in a park. Like, it, it's been since a, a Storybook Circus and New Fantasyland, hasn't it? I completely forgot Pandora. Sorry. I haven't been since that opened. So, <laughs> all of this seems so very far away. It's exciting, though. I mean, you're right. Because we had Storybook Circus. That was, what, 2012-ish, I mm-hmm. think? And then uh, we've, had, we've had Pandora. We got this. We'll have Galaxy's Edge next. I mean, the... The growth part is great, and what's nice is it's not just a refurb. They actually mm-hmm. did take over additional square footage, or acreage, however you want to think of it, and expanded the park. Yeah, expanding that, capacity. What's crazy to me, I was just, um, when Earth Day hit last month, 
We were talking about how long... It's been 20 years since we had a new theme park at Walt Disney World. And I know we're not privileged to just get... You know, things, when they expand, they're not just going to constantly open at the same pace, but we had a park in 71, a park in 82, a park in 89, a park in 98, and now we're going 20 years without it. But if you think about the square footage like you're talking about with Pandora, Toy Story, uh, eventually Galaxy's Edge, and of course Storybook Circus, that's almost like adding another theme park. They just did it within the confines of the existing theme parks. Mm-hmm. So they could probably do a lot more expansions. At I'm thinking Animal Kingdom, they could probably do a lot more expansion there as well. I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere, it seems like, isn't it? Yeah, there's no question. A lot of people have done the overhead pictures, the Google Maps, the bio-reconstruct photos, all sorts mm-hmm. of ways to see. Depending on how much backstage area they feel like repurposing, and then you know, they, they always take over backstage area, but then they can just level other stuff and make a new backstage area. They, right. There's a lot of potential for expansions, even at all four parks. Mm-hmm. So Epcot's a little bit weird with the expansion stuff because they, they have one or two paths available to add a new country or two or like a half country size pavilion. Uh, but they even have areas that they could bust backwards. And you're seeing that with what's going on with the um, the coaster there being added for Guardians of the Galaxy. They definitely went with expansion there. It's taken over a bigger footprint than what used to be there. So I, I think you're right. I think any of these theme parks could grow. I'm just surprised that for capacity and spreading out crowds and another gate to take in new dollars that they haven't thought about adding a fifth theme park. But I'm really surprised that they didn't do a full-on theme park for Star Wars in Florida. I mean, as a Star Wars fan, I'm all for it. As mm-hmm. a thinking of it from a company side, maybe that's as as huge as that is, it might be too narrow a scope to want to do a whole theme park on. And I think they like the idea of, like, a little bit of something for everyone in all the parks to try to get as many people through as possible. But I'm just surprised Mm. that we're coming up on the 50th and they didn't want to try to tie in a fifth gate for the 50th. Yeah. And I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they just haven't announced it. Maybe they're being super tight-lipped. But (laughs) I think that they could have made a fifth gate just for Star Wars work. I think it totally would have worked because... It's a multi-generational um, universe, really. I mean, they, they've got books, movies. You know, it was so much that they that they could work with. And I don't know. I mean, they're, they're going to do the resort, you know, the hotel. And then they're right. going to do, you know, um, Galaxy's Edge in Florida and in California. I, you know, they can't do it in California. But uh, they could have done it in Florida. I'm just kind of about now. Now watch them do it at one of the international parks. Yeah, I mean, uh, the benefit of doing that is they could do a Marvel and Star Wars together, absolutely. and get a little bit get a little bit more IP in there to expand the focus. Because they mm. get trying to draw different crowds, they could definitely pull that off. That'd be cool. Well, let, let's go back to the initial park that opened in Florida and kind of wrap up our talk about the Incredible Summer. And that is where the actual Incredibles are going to be. So, at Magic Kingdom, they're advertising this as Super Party Time. There's a celebration of all things super taking place in Tomorrowland, and you're invited, Amy. That's right, you. You are invited, but if you're going to get there, you have to do so between, I believe it's May 25th and September 9th. So, interesting, I tried to, or September 3rd, sorry, tried to mention the dates on all these only because they don't completely overlap. And so, you know, if you're there July and August, you're covered pretty much on all these little parties that are going on, but this is the longest running one. And this summer party is going to be, uh, I think, pretty much just like we've seen in the past, it was a little bit of a dance party. So, Mm -hmm. let me read you a little bit more, because there's one part in here that got me really excited, and and I'm sure you'll figure out as soon as as I'm reading. Thanks to the Incredibles, the world has once again embraced the Supers. So, in honor of all the good superheroes do, Tomorrowland presents the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo, where you'll have a chance to interact with Mr. Incredible, Frozone, Mrs. Incredible, and for the first time, Edna Mode. That got me me excited. I love Edna. Oh, here love, we go. Edna love me Mode. Some Edna. Gotta meet Edna. Huge on that. 
Mm. Uh, so it says here, as, and the incredible experiences don't stop there. Throughout the land, you'll be immersed in the world of the Incredibles, theme decor, sound effects, music, all while interactive dances and superhuman entertainment take place during the Super, super Party Time stage show. So I'm not sure how much this is going to differ from the old Incredibles dance party. But... I feel like that is the Incredibles dance party. <laughs> but, I do too. I, you know, I, I, I don't know what a, they mean by some, you know of... through the expo. Like, what are they gonna do more than what yeah, we've seen what in the past? The, what is the expo? What is uh, the expo? That that part's intriguing. So the the reference to an expo, and of course meeting Edna Mode has me mostly excited about that. That's like the biggest part of it. And like interactive stuff. Like, is it going to be live entertainers, maybe? Could be. Like, roving entertainers. Now, this is a little bit off topic, but not really. Are they going to be opening Stitch's Great Escape up for the summer? I have not heard that. Because we haven't heard anything about Stitch's Great Escape. Like, my first thought was, is that going to be, like, some kind of expo thing? Well, so like, like, when I hear expo, I feel like walkthrough exhibits, and so that might be a yeah. thing that. Mm-hmm. You might be onto something there, yeah. Well, mm. We will have to wait and see as reports come out about two weeks from now when people are first experiencing this. Yeah. Because it has Stitch's Great Escape officially closed, or is it just seasonal? I think last they called it was seasonal, but it, uh -huh. has, not open, it has not opened in a long time. Well, you know, Horizons was seasonal, too. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Maybe they'll bring it back. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the exit area, the, the Tomorrowland um, Light and Power Company, you know how when you exit from Space Mountain, and yep. that used to be like a big area, and didn't they have a lot of that closed off? Yeah. I wonder what they're doing there. Maybe they're making an Incredibles Expo. Hmm. I'm all I'm all curious about like all these little things that we've seen throughout the last couple years, where you know things have changed and and we don't know what's going to happen with them. All these little pockets. That's true. Now some things that they're bringing back this summer that haven't changed, but I figure I'll just mention them here as we wrap up. Is they say the uh, the four items on their list: the Ultimate Day of Thrills VIP tour. So they're doing a seven-hour VIP tour based around their thrill attractions. The Frozen Ever After dessert party for Illuminations is back. So go get yourself an Olaf cupcake for a lot of money. You know what I bet they're going to have this summer? I bet they're going to have new cupcakes. Oh, they'll totally have cupcakes. They're totally going to have new cupcakes. Anything for a new cupcake. They're, um, yeah. They did have the picture of the Olaf dance party one, or the Olaf um, dessert party is an Olaf cupcake. I mean, they probably decided to have that party thing in Tomorrowland just so they could do new cupcakes. I think that makes complete sense. Like the, um, the When in doubt, launch a cupcake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Star Wars Galactic Knights should be back again. Uh, check your times guides for available time. And the Evening Safari Experience, which is, of those four, the most interesting one to me. Um, the we'll evening back. safari experience wasn't that the one where they went through almost completely in the dark and you couldn't see anything yeah I mean it's not quite that late in the day so th they used to have a nighttime safari just like come ride the, the safari at night this is an I think actual that's what I'm thinking of yeah this is an actual ticketed event so this is oh okay so this is different okay yeah this is 169 dollars a person. Oh. And what you're getting is special access to the Savannah. So you're going to have your own ride. It won't be the typical spiel. It'll be more like driven by your guide and, and what you see for the animals and how close they can get you, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they'll give you the, this tale, you know, tell you more about the animals and, and some tales about that, that kind of thing. But then along with it, they give you the cuisine, uh, some African-inspired cuisine. I think they had those picnic tables set up sort of in the middle of Savannah where they used to do the breakfast. Or they might still do the breakfast, I'm not sure. Um, but they are now going to have quiz African cuisines and African beers and wines. And so for $169, you get that meal along with the private ride for the safari. Again, uh, I'm looking at the calendar here just for today, May 10th. They're running it at 5 and 
So two different launches of it. Um, don't know if they're going to two different areas, or they they must have it timed so that when the first one's settling in to have their little meal and wine, the next one's starting their tour, so that that first group could be cleared out by the time the next one comes in or something. But nonetheless, um, that is an additional add-on to your ticket. I'm sure uh, park admission is required in order to do this. Um, but for $169, I don't see here whether it is all you care to eat and drink of these food and wine offerings, but um, that seems a, you know, kind of a high price tag for a special safari ride. Hey, Polly, if it's if it's all you care to eat and drink, they probably have to like shuffle you away after you're, after the next folks show up and need to come in, right? Polly? Polly, how many samosas would you have on the safari ride? Yeah, Polly, have you ever had any of the, the African beer, Polly? Nothing, huh? Oh. He's awfully quiet today. I know, this is so unlike him. I'm, he was, I'm he was chatty Cathy early on, now all of a sudden, can't get a word out of him. Yeah, it's, it's like he, he's just dropped out. Well, having summer offerings that are so exciting you can make Polly lose his thought and ha can't speak, that is the good stuff. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Baby. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com on Twitter at AIOT Travel or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Our dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> hey, not bad. We got in a roast beef story, a bird story, and the entire summer offerings in an hour and a half recording. Well, we also did all those weird... Volumes. And all those weird things for Polly. <laughs> yeah, we did all that weird stuff. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. Iron <too>. Man. <laughs> I am Iron Man. This is so weird. So awkward. <laughs> so strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> All are names for Polly. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bird story from Amy. Go ahead, Amy. Oh, we're good. All right. The, the, the cliffhanger lasted approximately 25 seconds. If you want to go cliffhanger, we can go cliffhanger. But I really feel like Amy wants to tell us her story. I kind of do. Okay. All right. Let's go. All I'm right. In charge. You're the talent. <laughs> okay. So. I have five bird feeders in a tree that is adjacent to our deck. Five? So I have five, yes. Just in I case have... they don't see the first four, you know. She doesn't <laughs> well, want those birds they... to be hungry. <laughs> they all have different types of food in them. Are they at the cardinal points of the compass? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What... Are any of them there I... to feed hungry pelicans? <laughs> Look, we're not doing this today, Dean. Have a beef with you. We're not doing this today, Dean. You are not going to roast me about my pelican. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this today, sir. Hey, Clint Capella is an amateur chef. If you want to just jump on the Houston bandwagon. So back to my bird feeders. <laughs> There's five. I have two large 
cage feeders that have seed cakes in them. It's like a sort of like a rectangular cake of seed that's held together. And that is what woodpeckers like the best. So I have two large seed cake feeders. I have one small seed cake feeder. I have one feeder that holds nothing but thistle seed for finches. Hang on, I'm taking and then up. I can't write well, you know, I I can get with you later about about bird seed, uh, about bird seed talk because I think our listeners are only going to take so much bird seed talk. <laughs> I'll have All to right, listen back, so thanks. <laughs> yeah, so the the bird feeder that has had all of the antics go on with it, it's a large tube feeder, and it has it had I say had it had six perches, and. It holds all kinds of seed, you know, large sunflower seeds in the hull. It, it holds, you know, cracked corn, mealworms, millets, safflower, all that kind of stuff. So, last year, this happened with a different feeder. Now it's happening with this one where uh, I would check on it each morning and it would be knocked out of the tree. And it would be on the ground. And we figured that it was probably an opossum. Or a raccoon. And my neighbor Pam, who owns Casey, the Bernese Mountain Wonder Dog, uh, she says that she has seen some possums at her house hanging around her bird feeders. And uh, one accidentally got in her garage and ate food and like pooped everywhere. So, <laughs> so there are possums around and they know that there's, you know, food around. So, I think that it was a possum that had been knocking it out of the tree. And one day I looked out there and the feeder wasn't hanging in the tree. The hook was there, but there was no feeder. And I thought, oh, I got to go down there and hang it back up. I go down there and it's not there. There's no feeder. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and it's like a big feeder. It's a Sorry. It's a jumbo feeder. Like there's, it, it won't fit between our, between like the, the fence, like we have a metal fence, you know, and it won't fit between the bars. And I don't think that a possum knows really how to toss something over a fence. <laughs> I, I don't think it knows enough to like lift it over a fence to an accomplice. I don't think it knows how to do any of that. I'm picturing Chip and Dale now like throwing nuts to each other. Throwing oh yeah. Like if passing it on, uh, <laughs> So I'm looking all over the place, and there's no, like, pile of seed on the ground where, they, with, like, a bunch of it fell out or anything. There's no sign of it anywhere. And so we were completely stumped about how this happened, and we just sort of chalked it up to, well, animals are weird. We'll just have to buy a new feeder. And it was, like, nine fifty at Walmart. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But I was kind of bummed because it was my favorite feeder out of the five. So I told my neighbor, Pam, I said, if you happen to see this feeder anywhere, some, like, animal bandit stole it from us. So she says she'll look for it. And that afternoon, she says, I'm, I'm looking around my property. I don't see it anywhere. Do you want me to bring Casey over and see if she can track the scent and maybe we can get a lead on where it went? So I said, sure. Like, I'm really going to pass up a chance to see Casey. She's like my bestie. So Pam comes, Casey comes. Casey greets me like always, but then almost immediately she snaps nose to the ground. I'm like, woo, this is exciting. Casey, the wonder tracker. So she goes to the tree, smells, you know, the tree as high as she can, smelling the tree. And then she starts sniffing the ground and like walking around, sniff, 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 sniff. And she walks up to some bushes that we have that hide the underside of our deck. And she kind of stops and sticks her head in. And there's a little a bear area, like B A R. Not. Not bear. No, not Carrie. See, I, I knew you were going to say something about Carrie. No, it's not a You Carrie. should name it Carrie. I know. I'm going to go, go visit Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> the, Car the Carrie area. Little, little Andrew Carrie area. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations so, uh, on passing your history test, by the way, Andrew. Andrew, yay! That is master, master. That is master Andrew to you. Master. Master history, that's right. Master Andrew. Oh, 
Way to go, Andrew. I'm super proud of Andrew. It's exciting. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, there's there's that spot where like some of the leaves are gone and stuff out of the bushes and you can see a little bit under there so you can like peek under our deck. And Casey's lingering around there and Pam says, Oh, I wonder if it's under there. So she looks and she says, I think I see it. And she looks at me and she says, do you want me to crawl under there and get it? And I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know, because I don't know what's under there or anything. I'm thinking, oh, what if, like, animals are still under there and whatnot? There's a bear. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, like, I don't know. And, like, before I could really say anything, she's under there. <laughs> so she crawled <laughs> under there. And she found it. She's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. So she crawls back out. And she hands it to me, and it's a little dirty, you know, where it's been under there, where there's no grass. Like, they've obviously been rolling it around to get all the seed out. They couldn't get the top off, but they, you know, rolled it around, I guess, to get all the seed. And, uh, yeah, it had been half full, but it was empty. So, <laughs> they had a good <laughs> meal. So, uh, I found my... So, they were optimists. Yeah, they, yeah, it was half full, not half empty. So, uh, well, they had broken one of the perches off, oh. but that's okay. That's all right. There's still five left. So, I took the metal hook down from the tree, and I took gardening. You know the twist ties for, like, sandwich, like, bread bags yep. that you get? They make that, like, gardening twist ties to where yep. it's, you know, a, a thick kind of plasticky stuff, bendable plastic. You can get that in an entire spool. By the way. Oh, yeah, that's what we have. We have a spool yeah. of that. Love it. So I took it and I wound it around and around and, you know, made figure eights and everything with it to, to attach the metal hanging hook to the loop that's on the feeder. And I made sure it was like an inch thick, you know, like nothing's going to bite through this. Hung it back up. And uh, the first two days, nothing touched it. It stayed in place. Everything was cool. Today I look out and something has pulled the the hook and the feeder all the way flush against <laughs> the tree trunk, but they can't figure out how to get it off the branch now. Like they were mm. able to knock the feeder free from the hook, but now it's all attached. They'll be back with their smart friend later. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be back because they're they're messing with it still. So I I'm convinced that it's possum. You need to set up a camera. Yeah, I know. It was set up like a, one of those night vision cameras yeah. and film it. But yeah, that was my exciting story. And Casey was like a super dog. She used her super sniffer and tracked it. And then like Pam is super nice and so sweet. And she climbed, like crawled underneath there. That's so funny. <laughs> Who knows that what the heck's even under there. She's like, she's like I'm going to go get it. And just goes and gets it. But... Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to buy a new feeder, and the mystery was solved. But it was a good six, seven-hour mystery. The moral of the story, I think, having good neighbors, that is the good stuff. Yes. That was a great episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my story wasn't that long. Hey, guys, I got to drop off. <gasps> you got to finish the episode by yourself. Holly! <laughs> I do, I gotta go. Gyro, that's it. Wow. Oh, he really dropped. He, so this is like, what do do we do? We'll have to keep going without poly commentary. (sighs) Hey, I didn't even look him up. I was too stunned about Polly being like, Bye. (laughs) Just <laughs> immediately being like, see ya, bye. This is a good opportunity for us to just to just vent our frustrations with Polly. Oh, we totally could. Or, How or crummy. We could, be, we could be really funny and like just throw it to him every now and again and get awkward pause. Oh yeah. Like, all right. So uh, about Epcat, Polly, what do you think? Really, nothing. You. Speechless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, what do you think? Speechless, huh? Hmm. Wow, he's he's just stunned. Wow, stunned silence. Stunned silence. He's so excited, he, he can't find the words. I think he's bitter and angry. He he wanted Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge to open first, and it just didn't happen. Hmm. He's just so- sitting over there like like a a, a stinky Pete. <laughs> Just so full of, of resentment. Listen here, Prospector Polly. There's something for everyone at Walt Disney World. Mm. Don't make us attach you to the front grill of a semi-truck. 
I'm going to tie him to a rocket and blast him up in the sky. Oh, jeez. Sid. Pandora. Pandora. (laughs) Amy, don't forget about Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) Want to mention Pandora, Amy? You were super loud for a second. You said Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) What? I, like, jumped. I jumped. (laughs) Epcot's a little bit weird, but there's still at least one or two platforms they could have a new land for... Oh, Alexa's yelling at me about Echo. Sorry about that. Let's try that again. (laughs) (laughs) Epcot's a little bit weird because, I mean, they have, like, one or two pads left. They could put another country or even, like, a half-sized country. Why does she keep picking me up when I say that? Did you hear what are you saying that you think is, I don't know. is she picking up? We call her Echo, so I don't know if she's picking up Epcot to hear Echo. That's so funny. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> are you still recording? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Hi, Polly. You still listening, Polly? <laughs> Show ended 10 minutes ago. Go home. <laughs> Jingle bell, jingle, bam!